Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth with Purpose. Alex, a special welcome back to 2020. Hey, Neil. Great to be back uh, with you again, even though I'm still in lockdown. <laughs> You're in lockdown, yes, and uh, so many listeners are. Uh, there's this big uh, uh, contrast, some who are feeling the freedom of not being in lockdown, others who are under some restrictions having to wear masks, and uh, others uh, who are feeling like, well, uh, what's the difference to normal? Uh, everything's going normal for some. Hey, Alex, uh, let's start in our conversation today, coming back to some of the wisdom that we've been gleaning from uh, from biblical wisdom books like Proverbs or Job or Ecclesiastes, and uh, you mm. love the study of Proverbs. Let's talk, as uh, listeners uh, co- contemplate a question, and 1-800-316-316, but let's come back to issues that form the foundation for wisdom for Christians when we take a biblical view. Let's talk honesty today. Something that for some of us it's difficult, but uh, what are your thoughts around honesty? Yes, well, look, it's an extremely important topic. You know, um, you know, as Christians, we're called to be Christ-like, and one of the you know key qualities um, is to be an honest person. Um, and we say it in very sort of casual way. We just kind of almost take it as a given that that's what we should be, and that that's how many of us are. Reality is, I think a lot tougher than that. I think all of us at some point in our time have been dishonest, even if it's uh, saying things to our parents and things like that, they're a bit dishonest, you know, the white lies kind of thing. Um, but the point being is that it's it's a critical uh, quality of Christians to be honest, and, and particularly, obviously, our focus at as our ministry is being honest with money. Um, and to me, there's so many reasons why this is important, but one is, of course, that as as a believer, I'm called to be obedient to God, and that's in fact the topic we talked about last week. And so, part of being obedient is being an honest person, being honest with money, being honest in my day to day transactions, honest, um, obviously, with what I say, and that it's consistent with what I do. Um, so, very, very important. And of course, when we're not honest, the consequences can be huge. We can do enormous damage. Uh, to uh, to ourselves, to our lives, to other people. It can destroy churches, it can destroy businesses, uh, and so forth. And in fact, to, to sound, it may sound extreme, but it can destroy economies. You know, I've lived overseas in a, um, in a, in a country in Argentina. I lived there for five years, and it's known as a fairly corrupt place. And, and people in, in business there, and just in day-to-day living, are often quite dishonest. People there do not trust each other. Uh, and so it flows through the whole society. So it's a it's an enormous issue. Um, and as Christians, we are called to be the light in the world. So it's absolutely important that we ourselves make sure that we're being honest in, in all that we do because it's, it's critical to our witness we can't bring God into dis- disrepute. We don't want, you know, to see, you know, churches up in the in the newspaper because of, you know, dishonesty with money and things like that. So it, it really is something that we need to search our hearts for uh, and be really clear to fix it 
if we've done something wrong. And we can talk about that a bit later. What do you do when you, you know you've done something? Because that's something you've, we've got to be able to be willing to fix it too. But it is something we've got to grapple with and get right in our lives. Alex, when we talk honesty, I mean, there's a very simplistic, shallow way that sometimes we think about honesty being the idea of telling the truth. And then someone will say, well, if you're having a surprise birthday party for your six-year-old, and, uh, and they question you about it, uh, that means you've got to tell them the truth and it's not really a surprise birthday party anymore. But this, <laughs> this sort of thing is where a lot of people get caught, I think, with the idea of honesty. But what we're talking about here is the idea of integrity of heart mm. and integrity of heart before God and how mm. we might apply that to our finances because... God says an awful lot about finances and a lot of the tests for your honesty and integrity of heart are going to be around how you deal with the finance. So uh, very, very easy to be dishonest with finances, whether it's your taxes or whether it's uh, around, uh, you know, whether you're a retailer or whether you're uh, buying and selling. These sorts of things, this integrity of heart brings us right into this idea that we're obedient to God and this is where we judge where the honesty happens, uh, not necessarily with the little white lie to a, a six-year-old having a surprise party. What are your thoughts here for just how this relates to God? Well, look, I think ultimately it is exactly that. It's a heart issue between you and God. Um, and, and, you know, we'll be held accountable for these things that we do where we, we are dishonest. Um, ultimately, you know, God's expectation is that we are honest uh, in, in all our dealings, but as you as you sort of rightly point out, it's something these things that that people don't often see. You know, it's something that we know that we're doing wrong that others can't necessarily see, but God can see. So God sees the heart; He sees our actions; He sees our intentions, and, and that's why ultimately um, this is about being right with God. <laughs> Um, as much as it is about just you know your day you know doing the right thing in the eyes of man, you've actually really got to get it right with God. And and when we read in Proverbs, it it, it reads as quite it's quite tough. I mean, the, the basically the the Bible is saying here that the Lord detests um, dishonesty. In fact, Proverbs eleven verse one says the Lord detests dishonest scales but accurate weights find favor with him. Now, if we put that into a modern day sort of context, let's say, you know, I'm a supermarket retailer and I'm selling someone um, bananas. And of course, how much you pay is depending on the weights. Now, if those scales basically make the bananas uh, look like they weigh more than they really do, and therefore I'm charging someone more than what they're actually worth, then I'm being dishonest and uh, ripping people off. And that's, of course, what the Bible says the Lord detests. Um, And so ultimately, these are actions that we're going to be held to account before God. And that's where I think it's a bit bit scary and why we've got to be, you know, try and walk holy. I mean, the whole one of the Christian concepts is this idea of walking in holiness. And of course, to do that, you have to walk with integrity and be an honest person in all your dealings. Uh, and sometimes that involves having to face tough facts about ourselves and what we've done and be willing to make restitution, you know, to actually stop doing it and fix the problem, actually go and solve it and um, put things back to way they, the way they should be. And that's where I think it gets really testing. It's one thing to know you've done it and ask for forgiveness. It's another thing to then go the next step and put it right. But that's what God, uh, you know, God ultimately expects.
of us to do that. Is there a sense here in which you can uh, just move away from spiritualising money? I mean, people tend to, and in some uh, uh, groups more than others, spiritualise money in so far as, you know, God's plan for your prosperity. Uh, and uh, and you can get into all sorts of deep waters because actually the gospel is about uh, you know uh, holiness uh, rather than uh, a focus just on prosperity. But if you are honest in your business dealings, there is an incentive that people will want to do business with you and you will prosper. Uh, but there's a disincentive here, and I wonder whether I can get your thoughts here because if you just plan to remain in a level of dishonesty in your dealings with money, you actually will be doing yourself a disservice because that can lead to poverty. Uh, any thoughts around yeah. the idea that honesty actually leads to prosperity? Oh, look, absolutely. Um, look, as you say, there, there is this sort of thing in, in some you know, Christian circles about the whole idea is, you know, God wants us to be blessed with money and so forth, um, as opposed to the idea of being faithful. And um, and really, our lives should glorif- glorify God. So part of the reason for being honest is that that's actually going to bring glory to God. It's going to be good for you um, in, in the sense it's going to be good for you in business. If you are a, you're a business person, people love to do business with people they trust. It's good for your reputation. Um, it's good for our witness Okay, it's you know because people actually see that what we're, um, uh, you know that we're we're true to true to our word. In fact, I had a, a situation. It must have been eight years ago when I sold my first financial planning business, and um, the the company that bought the my business from me, they interviewed our clients and said, you know, what was it um, that you liked about dealing with Alex? And one of the the comments that one of these ladies made, who who wasn't a Christian lady, was she she trusted me because she knew I had strong Christian convictions. So even though she didn't align with a Christian worldview herself, she trusted me because she knew that I held so dearly to that particular, you know, Christian worldview. And so she, so it, it actually has a very positive flow on effect um, to your business when you, you, when you act like that. And of course, the opposite is also true. If you, you're dishonest, uh, then of ultimately that gets found out. Um, I've always said to people, particularly when we've done training for Christian entrepreneurs, is honesty will keep you in business for the long term. You know, people accept mistakes and, you know, we all make mistakes in business and day to day. Um, but when we're honest about it and we fix things up, people love that when they know that you're the person that's going to do the right thing by them and fix things. Um, when they discover you're dishonest, then they run a mile. And of course, your business doesn't survive. So um, it, it's you know, God has designed it so that um, um, doing the right thing, uh, it pays off. And as you say, you'll be blessed when you do that, do things that God's way. God will, will not bless something that's dishonest. Um, if anything, he, he'll um, he, he'll deliberately, I think, hold back from you if you're you're being dishonest because he does not want that. There and seems he knows to be. the harm it'll bring to you and others. There seems to be a mental health aspect to honesty as well, Alex, because I remember uh, talking to a police inspector at one stage uh, in a press conference and uh, the idea that criminals are constantly looking over their shoulder uh, to in fear of uh, their eventual arrest and uh, the idea that some criminals actually feel a sense of relief when they are finally caught. But this idea of a clear conscience, uh, intentional honesty, 
uh, as opposed to the intentional dishonesty that gives you a, a conscience that is weighed down. Uh, there's a mental health aspect in there too. I wonder whether you've got any thoughts on on the on the way that uh, honesty actually actually is a foundation for good health mentally and physically. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I think you're absolutely spot on. I mean, you often wonder how some people lie straight in bed at night if they, uh, you know, they know they're being dishonest and they're they're, they're cheating others. Um, to me, you, you there's, there's something about the way we've been designed, and you know, God gives us all a conscience. If you're constantly violating your conscience. Um, then, I mean, the Bible talks about the fact that eventually your conscience gets seared and you, and you just sort of, you know, you float away. Um, but the reality is that if you, God gives us that conscience and we'll often feel horrible about doing the right thing. And that's why it's so important that when you feel like that, that you, and sometimes, you know, there is a risk that you come under attack and the devil attacks you and kicks you while you're down sort of thing. But really, God, because God's not in the business of trying to, um, make us feel guilty but he gives us a conscience so that way we actually realize the difference between right and wrong and that we do something about it you know lying uh, in bed at night knowing you've done something wrong is a terrible terrible feeling uh, you'll 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 sleep poorly you'll have poor health uh, and you you know it's inviting disease and destruction into into your life and into your body um, so yeah you've got to you've got to operate with a clear conscience and avoid that and i guess we're talking here about uh, really what has been a foundation for western civilization and what Ooh. has built western yeah. civilization but uh, so let's talk for a moment here because uh, i mean it's interesting as you say god doesn't uh, hold you uh, uh, you know it's not doesn't get angry with you i'm not sure exactly what you just said but uh, this idea that uh, i think you're talking about um, conviction uh, Mm. the idea that there might be a conviction on the on mm. the heart of a person uh, mm. because one of the things that is important here is that there are downsides to dishonesty and uh, God's attitude to dishonesty is something I think you you take on board that's where the conviction comes from to do things right oh absolutely I mean it, when, it, once again if you read through some of these proverbs um, it, 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 they're, they're quite harsh in some ways. I mean, it basically uses the term the Lord hates or the Lord detests. Um, and who, who would want to be hated by the Lord? Um, you know, in our, when we look at our, our sort of Western culture, the way we paint God these days is often in very, very lovey-dovey terms. Uh, and, you know, he's a God of love and all that, all of which is, is true. But often we don't give the other side, which is to under, so we have a full, you know, proper understanding of his character and that is um, that he hates certain things he hates sin you know the bible says he hates divorce for example there's all these things that god potentially hates and dishonesty is one of them and when we allow our lives um, to be riddled with it and to we we engage in it without dealing with it then we are running the the risk that you're on the you're on the wrong side of the lord and that is not a place uh, that you want to be because you know the Bible says God um, disciplines those that he loves. And <laughs> this is not an area where you want to get disciplined in because God will often expose it. He'll expose our dishonesty. Um, you know, I, I've never seen people um, go for a very long time 
where these things don't ultimately get found out. In fact, there was a situation a few years ago with the Royal Commission into the financial services industry and one particular financial advisor, he'd lied about his qualifications. He said he had these particular qualifications that he didn't have. And of course, he got found out and that eventually he got banned. And so ultimately, dishonesty is something that has huge downsides to it. You know, it seems expedient and convenient in the short term, but it has very big, severe long-term consequences. And of course, as I say, we want to be on the right side of God uh, and do the right thing and, and glorify him. It's actually just, it's just flat out disobedience when we're dishonest. Um, and it, it does enormous harm to our witness and of course, just to our, our own personal lives. So it's something we've got to deal with. And Alex, running short of time, I know that there'll be some listening in going, mm, well, a few things I could tidy up in my own life, in my own business. Um, if you recognize a dimension of dishonesty in your own life or in those perhaps closest to us, what's the best way forward? How do you think we deal with our own dishonesty before God? Yeah, look, to me, there's two component parts to this. The first is repentance and the second is restitution. So let me sort of unpack those words. So the word repentance comes from a a Greek word, metanoi, which means to turn around, to go another direction. So if we've been dishonest, we need to turn around and and go the other way. We need to become honest. Um, And that's, you know, we we need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us do that. Um, Because if we've been trapped in that kind of way of doing things for a long time, it's it's not necessarily an easy quick fix, but that's absolutely important. We need to turn around, acknowledge that we've done wrong, ask for forgiveness, and, and go the go another way. That's the first step. The second step, and this is arguably in some ways even harder, is make restitution. If you know you've done something wrong, such as cheat on your tax return or overcharge someone or done something like that, then I think you need to put it right. Um, and in fact, you read about this in the New Testament with um, Zacchaeus, who was a you know, tax collector, and he said, if I've wronged anyone, I think he, I think he said he, he'd pay them back four times over, I think was the actual figure. But the, the point being is that we have to put it right. If we've done something wrong by someone in the past, whether it's a, an individual or a business transaction, we need to put that right. We need to fix it. We need to make it right again, make it whole. And, and restitution, once again, if you look in, in Scripture, often go, it means it going above and beyond. It doesn't mean just putting them necessarily back to square one, although that would be a starting point, but even going above and beyond to fix it. Um, so there, to me, are the two key things you need to get right. We need to repent, go a new direction, and we need to make restitution and fix any damage that we've done. Two very important things. Alex Cook, always great wisdom. And each Wednesday, we'll have a Ask Alex segment. Uh, Talkback lines will be open. You can leave a question on our Facebook post, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, expert on money, wealthwithpurpose.com. You can get free ebooks, the My Toolkit, free videos and podcast content. You can follow Alex on Facebook and on Twitter, and there is an email address for a Ask Alex question. Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com. Alex, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you.